This is Kirsten Barrington-Hughes of the Carolina Film Community in the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Today, Julie Emmons, founder of the Carolina Film Community, and I are speaking with writer and director Chris Baker, who's also the winner of the Made in Charlotte Film Contest. Thank you for coming today and talking with us. Oh, thank you for having me. So, Chris, you are this year's Made in Charlotte 2014 contest winner. Congratulations. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about your film. Uh, Okay, so my film is about a kid uh, trying to uh, learn some magic tricks, trying to practice out on his front yard, and his meeting of a very... uh, strange person who um, pulls up and has an interesting conversation with him. I got to say that the whole time my daughter and I were watching your film entry, we were biting our nails. We were starting to get really panicked about this guy, this guy in a van, right? And the van is uh, <laughs> one of those kind of stereotypical pedophile vehicles, right? We, just, sure, we were yeah. freaked out about what this guy wanted to do with this kid. And the kid just seemed so innocent doing his tricks and so on. And the suspense and the kind of terror was growing within us. And it's a short film. So that says a lot that we had that much trepidation in so little time. Um, is that what you were really going for? Yeah. uh, So I I started this contest very late and I knew I was really to make this work in the short amount of time that I had. uh, Working with two people was going to be best. And I really wanted it to be an adult and a child because there's an interesting power uh, struggle that can occur depending on what's the the conflict. And originally I was going to have the adult tied up to a chair and we were just going to start with the kid in power immediately. And uh, in thinking through the story, I instead decided to focus more on what if it was the adult doing just a lot of the talking and we build the tension through the conversation that the adult's having, which is pretty one-sided. I mean, really, the kid does not speak at all till I think, the very end. But um, it being very short and with only two people, I wanted really the tension to come from, yeah, wondering where it's going, um, what they're talking about, the subtext underneath everything that's happening with him showing the kid magic tricks uh, you know, wanting to show the kids some more, you know, tricks, you know, in the van and um, just let it build from there. And I think uh, the fact that we had such a great actor in Brett Gentile really helped sell it even more than what I put down on the page. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Brett is is a great actor. And I mean, now I can say this because it's all over, but he, he was voted across the board as best actor, which I thought was really cool. Like every single judge thought he was, he definitely. Oh, great. Yeah. So I think that was really great. Um, he was a fantastic pick that role and not to give too much away but he definitely brought the character um and and gave it the life (laughs) this is how many uh made in charlotte film contests have you entered uh i think i've entered uh there's been different uh cfc contests over the years Mm -hmm. as far as just made in charlotte specifically i think this is my third i think so and yeah. what is the contest um, kind of – do you uh, – it seems like you really look forward to them. It kind of gives you a little bit of incentive to make something new. And, and every time we have a, a prop you have to use and a theme, what is it like for you as a filmmaker kind of dealing within those constraints and, and kind of having a time limit that's uh, – Well, um, having a prop or a theme, it makes it easier in some ways because if it was a wide open contest, some people might think, oh, that's easy. You can do anything you want. But your mind starts going so many different places and you're trying to think logistically, like, what can I get done in this short amount of time? You know, who can I get to help? 
And so having a theme really narrows that down, and then you can start focusing on, okay, well, this theme this year was magic. Where do I want to go? Do I want to do something funny, something dramatic, something a little scary, a little bit of everything? Um, So it does sort of help focus your attention. And having a prop, that's just something that, you know, it can be a, a throwaway background item. Um, like I did last year with the commercial contest, I think the prop was a Made in Charlotte mug, and I just had you know a funny reaction shot from a character holding the mug. So it's it's not um, it's not something that is in- integral to the story. And this year it was a red ribbon, and it wasn't really integral either, but it was attached to a prop that was very important, which was the stuffed bunny the kids trying to pull out of the rabbit. I mean, pull out of the hat. And, um, you know, that plays uh, later as well. So uh, having those guidelines, it really sort of helps shape the film from something that could go in any direction. And that makes it hard sometimes for me to, you know, focus on what I want to do. So you've been a member of CFC, I mean, I think as long as we've been around. So, you know, over five years, I've gotten a chance to see a lot of different films that you've made. And you have, um, I don't know how to say it, like a style. So what was your influence as, as far as what your style becomes? Uh, for this film in general, or um, just um, in general, general style, yeah. general style. Well, I think m- most of the films I've done for the CFC contests. Uh, let's see, there was Minefield. There was the uh, commercial last year for the car. Um, there was this one. There was that wedding short I did too, with uh, commitment with the guy marrying a girl who turned out to be a witch. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know if, you know, as far as uh, style, I I like kind of dark humor. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that comes through a lot, sort of black humor. So things that have a little bit of tension, maybe some scariness and edge to them, but also a little bit of sweetness or maybe something like, oh, you know, I I don't know if I should be laughing at that. Um, I like stories that sort of uh, just entertain, really. Like I want to keep audiences entertained and I want to keep them guessing and I want I want to surprise them at every turn as much as I can. Um as far as visual styles go, it it changes uh, depending on how much time I have to shoot it if it's going to be a rush job or if I have more time to work on it. Um it's really just about, you know, conveying as much as I can as uh, as quickly as I can, I think. Right. And I think that having seen a lot of them, I always kind of get like a twilight zone feel oh, from yeah. it, you know, not not as much like the gory horror or whatever, but more like the I don't know. I kind of unexpected. Yeah. 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 Were you a Twilight Zone viewer growing up? Oh, definitely. Uh, As a kid, not Twilight Zone so much because they didn't play it that much uh, for me growing up. The 80s Twilight Zone, I saw a lot as a kid, not knowing until much later as an adult. That's what I was watching when I saw repeats. (laughs) But I did watch Tales from the Crypt a lot, and that show scared the crap out of me. And that (laughs) show also had a lot of the same um, issues I think I, I... write about in my films, which is usually a lot of uh, comeuppance. I'm like a big believer in like people getting what they deserve. And mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of my films, sometimes the antag- or the protagonist is an unsavory character. He's not necessarily a good person. And, you know, maybe you relate to him a little bit in some way. And then at the end, he gets what's coming to him. Right. T is for tips. That kind of happened with a few characters. Um, M is for mosquito kind of. Uh, so I, I think, yeah, Tales from the Crypt had a lot of bad people doing bad things and then getting what they deserve in the end. Twilight Zone has a lot of regular people thrown into unnatural situations mm-hmm. um, in which, uh, you know, moral behavior is explored. And um, and a lot of times, yeah, the twist at the end is uh, they get punished for it, too. And, yeah, those are big, big influences for me, for sure. So that's a great compliment. Thank you. 
What would you say to people that are filmmakers uh, that haven't yet entered into one of the contests and they're kind of on the edge of their seat wanting to, what would you say to encourage them to get started? Uh, I would say, you know, the same thing in my uh, acceptance speech when I won was just do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, so like I, I mentioned with this one, I made it the day before it was due. I think it was due on a Tuesday and I shot it on like a Monday. Stayed up all night editing it. Didn't have any help. I didn't, I couldn't, you know, wait for someone to bring a camera or come with lights. You know, you just had to go out and do it. And so if someone's really wanting to make a film, um, you just have to do it any way you can. And if that means just taking your iPhone and shooting something, uh, do it. I mean, no one's stopping you from doing it. The only person stopping you is yourself because you're setting limitations like, well, I've got to have really great lighting. I've got to have this really great camera rig. Like, no, you don't. If you've got a good story and if you can tell it um, in a way that appeals to the audience, which really audiences can forgive uh, a lot of stuff if the story is good enough. Right. And I think that's the important thing. Just if you've got a story inside you, tell it and Later, you know, people will be attracted to the story and then you'll start getting people who want to work with you. And then you can start having the good lighting setups and good camera rigs that you think is holding you back right now. But it's not. So um, you've been actually really busy this year as far as making short films and stuff, because not, you know, in addition to the main Charlotte, which we had, we also this year had Charlotte's second, I believe, 48 hour film project. And you were part of the team that uh, made that happen or, or entered one of those films, which also won the Audience Award for Best Film, I guess, with The 48 Hour. So do you want to tell us a little bit about that experience and how that came to be? Sure. So uh, the 48 Hour Film Competition, I believe it was actually Paul Streiner who approached me because we have – he's acted for me in a couple different shorts. And um, we had always sort of talked about um, – teaming up on something. And when this came up, it was an opportunity that he pounced on. I was like, hey, let's do something. You know, I'll produce it. You direct it. And uh, I was like, great, let's do it. So we saved the date. And uh, it was a really unique experience. It was my first time doing a 48-hour um, competition with a team. You know, like I said, I've done these shorts like at the last minute. So those are sort of my own version of a 48-hour. <laughs> um, but that's by myself. This was different because we had a great team. Um we had an editor, someone doing visual effects, someone to do music. We had different actors, different people in all different facets of production. And a lot of us had actually never worked together before, mm-hmm. ever. These are people we had met at CFC meetings. Um, we all sort of gelled together personality-wise. And whenever I asked, do you want to be a part of this, they leapt at the opportunity. And it could have all crashed and burned, but we had a great time. We all got along. And um, everyone was on the same page. There were no disagreements, no arguments. Um, I really count myself lucky that we were able to um, make something that it just it, it delighted us as we were making it and as we were watching the edit come together. All of us were laughing and giggling, and so we knew we had something special if all of us were on the same page about you know how entertained we were. So we had a good feeling that this would be a, um, a fun thing for the audience to watch. And they loved it. They did love it. it actually, yeah, it was um, obviously because it won the audience award, but um, having been a part of that, it was actually a lot of fun and just getting to see, you know, like you said, everybody kind of had their part and it all worked together almost like a machine. And it was really interesting to see that many people come together with a solid idea, no disagreements, no anything. It just came together with a really, uh, you know, an interesting product at the end. 
Um, and so what's your plan as far as what you're planning to do? The film is called Glory Days. And the pl- do you want to tell a little bit about it, like what the plot is, what your plan is with the film? Uh, sure. So Glory Days, um, one of the rules of the 48-hour film competition is all the teams meet and they pull a genre out of a hat. So you never know what you're going to get. So you can't really write a story beforehand. Um, we didn't know if you were going to get drama, comedy, horror. We got time travel, which mm-hmm. is even more restrictive in some ways. Um, so it's a time travel story about an older man who travels back to visit his younger self to stop him from ruining his life. And the older man gets a little sidetracked um, and falls into uh, his old uh, behaviors when he's around his younger self, um, <laughs> which leads to hilarious results. Right. Uh, so um, we had a great time making it. Uh, we were a little disappointed we didn't win um, in the competition, but... Now that it's over, we are going to start sending it out to festivals because um, I think we've got a good shot of um, you know entertaining more people around the country. So we're going to start looking into upcoming festivals, start sending them in, and um, you know hope for the best. And for those people that are interested in entering their films into festivals, do you start out with withoutabox.com and then you look at what festivals are coming up and just kind of look for the ones with the right genre and that you meet the requirements for? Yeah, you know, it's actually been a while since I've submitted to a festival. I've, I really, I'm in desperate need of a producer or an assistant because once I make a movie, I tend to just like put it aside and start focusing on the next one and forget to start sending it into festivals. So a lot of people have been in my shorts. They sometimes never see or hear from them again, um, <laughs> unfortunately. So without a box, I did join years ago, and they'll send you an email um, like weekly, I think, with different festivals that come up. And so that's a good reminder for like, oh, you're right. Okay, here's the Atlanta Film Festival coming up. You know, I can probably submit this. Um, so, uh, yeah, what, Without a Box is definitely the best way to find film festivals. It also, every time you submit through them, you get an automatic IMDb credit, um, imdb.com being the Internet Movie Database. So uh, once you submit, you you get invited to make a page. And once you have a page, you know, that's sort of, that's sort of like an official thing. You know, no matter how big or small your movie was, you got a page people can look to now. So that's cool. Yeah, it gives it some credibility. It makes it kind of feel more alive, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, any future plans for what you're going to do as far as, I know we talked about the festivals and stuff. Do you have any more projects you're looking forward to starting? Uh, well, the uh, Doritos Super Bowl competition is happening again. I think there's uh, the deadline is in a week and a half. Um, maybe I'll pull something out. <laughs> Otherwise, I've got a, a little black book full of ideas. And the great thing about these CFC competitions and stuff like the 48 hour is that I get to meet more people who are enthusiastic about helping on movies and working together to make good product. And um, I think having done this for a little bit now, I can maybe start reaching into that book and finding these other ideas that may have been harder to do just by myself and Mm -hmm. um, start making some more shorts. So I've got, yeah, I've got a long list of Great. things I want to make, and hopefully I will soon. Well, okay. we look forward to it because we always love seeing what you produce. It's, it's amazing the stuff that comes out of your black book and your brain onto the screen. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So thank you for coming to talk to us today. Again, this was Chris Baker with Julie Emmons and Kirsten Barrington-Hughes of the Carolina Film Community at the wonderful Ground Crew Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Music composed by Sean Beck.